Section 35 of Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts by David Alec Wilson. Section 35. Solidarity Among the Brutes. Part two, the baboons and the leopard. It is not ill deeds alone that are done because the means to do them are in sight. The same is true of good deeds also. The elephants can help each other better than most quadrupeds because they have trunks, and so can the monkeys because they have hands. Herein lay the primitive germ of society. Indeed, there is profit in remembering this, for it follows that selfish greed, which is the root of gambling and theft of every kind, is a reversion in the scale of being, not merely to the monkey level, but far below it, to the level of the cats and fishes. Be the explanation what it may, the mutual helpfulness of monkeys is well ascertained. They could hardly survive in the woods on other terms. A male baboon in Egypt has been seen to turn and face some dogs and protect and deliver a young baboon in danger of succumbing to them. Here, the remarkable thing is that it was the male that did it. Many females would fight for their young. Maternal love is the taproot of life, but the root of society is family solidarity. That the poor, dog-faced baboon of old Egypt, unaltered for six thousand years, is able to rise so high in the social scale as this, is perhaps what is best worth knowing about him. The leopard is the great enemy of monkeys of all kinds. This may be said to be true all the world over, if the American jaguar is called a kind of leopard, as it sometimes is. So it is with special pleasure that one reads of an incident seen in Africa not long ago by Sir J. Percy Fitzpatrick. It occurs in the standard biography of his dog, Jock of the Bushveld, pages 270, 271, 272. And it happened to a leopard that narrowly missed dining upon the hero, Jock, and so cutting short his distinguished career. Jock's master, apparently, was a-hunting, and saw the leopard pinning a baboon with its left paw in the bottom of a stony glen. But before it could do more, a host of angry baboons descended the rocks towards it, with an uproar that even to a Fitzpatrick seemed deafening, and upon the leopard, which had one paw occupied, they showered loose earth, stones, and debris of all sorts down with awkward underhand scrapes of their forepaws, meaning their hands. Nearer and nearer they came, while the leopard vainly threatened them with its free forepaw. Louder and louder grew the uproar. The baboons, like old Cato and the Chinese, believed in shouting and grimacing to frighten the foe, and here they practiced that. Neither Cato nor any Chinese warrior could surpass a monkey in twisting the features. The artist who tried to represent their contortions in Sir Percy's book has done his best, but could not succeed. It is like painting fire, as Carlyle once said. The leopard became alarmed. It is an Indian proverb that the tigers do not count the sheep, but the baboon is not so negligible. The corpses of a chimpanzee and a lion, it has been reported, but not by Sir Percy, have been found interlocked, the chimpanzee having been disemboweled and the lion throttled. 
the leopard could not know that i confess i have doubts of the truth of the history myself but the leopard had misgivings as the noisy crowd came nearer and nearer and let his victim go sir percy watched the triumphant baboons depart the crowd scrambled up the slope again he reports and he tells us he believed and so may we what all the kaffirs maintain that they could see the mauled one dragged along by its arms by two others much as a child might be helped uphill it is a likely guess that the fighting baboons were the adult males of the tribe this is a guess suggested by another interesting bit of history end of section thirty five recording by nancy cochran gergen gilbert arizona